The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, January 9th, 2022, 23, season 18, episode number 103. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And today we have to end the season. Oh, man, hopefully end it better than the Cowboys did. Cowboys lose on the road to Washington 26 to 20. I'm sorry, 26 to 6. That would actually have been a more interesting game, 26 to 20. But no, it was 26 to 6. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll open the show first today with asking you guys just the general question. What happened? Well, I mean, Dak Crickets. called it. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Dak called it crappy. We had, yeah, to, yeah, we had to bleep it out for the uh, radio yeah. post game. You can't night. use crap on the radio? Uh, I think we. No, no, he, 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 he used the word. He used a different word. Oh. He used a different when word. I was in there, he said crappy, but I guess I missed no, the, the first, first part. You missed the first okay. word. Yeah. 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 Same thing. As I wrote, it rhymes with gritty, yeah. which they were not. Yeah. So they, 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 can, they got their ass kicked. As, as, yeah. as McCarthy said, they got punched <laughs> in the mouth and they got their ass kicked. And I don't think they were they were mentally prepared to play. So you got to put that on the coach. Um, you know, I, they they said they were, they lied to us, or or they you know. And then he comes back and said they're human, but what whatever. They didn't play well. They got and they but they do have some issues. I think that are going to lead into the playoffs. I mean, they can't run the ball. I think Dak uh, played his worst game since the first game of the season. And, um, you know, they still got issues at corner, especially now if Bland's uh, banged up. Jeez. I think Bland's going to be okay for you. Oh, good. thank you. Yeah, I think Bland's going to be okay for you. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, just what I got late late last night. So I think Bland's going to be okay for you. Um, what's disappointing and a little bit disheartening is it was a game that you had to go out and if you were going to have any chance of winning the division, you had to go out and win. You know, at least, you know, you never gave yourself a decision to – Pull guys. I mean, it, it, you never felt good. I, I, I tell you, I felt good about the defense at least getting put in some terrible mm-hmm. situations. And you know, the the quarterback we talked about, you know, the rookie quarterback. I mean, he made a mistake throwing the ball. He just does one of those plays. They run it in practice, and he throws it, and it never gets intercepted. The play is always a touchdown, and all that. So he threw it with confidence that it wasn't going to be in the triple coverage. But that's really what it came down to. But, yeah, your defense got thrown in some terrible situations yesterday and kind of held you in that football game. We all know they can't run the football. And they can't run the football, I, I, I really do believe this, is they, they have these breakdowns. And it's not always with what goes on with Martin and Smith over on that right side. It wasn't a good game for McGovern. It really, really wasn't. And then, you know, and they tried to run some creative stuff, the little reverse runs and stuff like that. They couldn't get Peters on the outside to get a block. I mean, they, they, I think the running aspect of it is the right idea. The execution of like, okay, well, there's a hole. Why didn't the back cut it this way when it's blocked that? You know, does he see a flash of a white jersey there? Does it keep them inside when he should have bounced the ball to the outside? But, you had some guys yesterday. They they 
to Nick's point, physically got beat up a little bit. And, and, and a lot of that has to do with, you know, with, you know, and it happened to Martin. I mean, I mean, Ridgeway, who you drafted, like back to back plays, was just throwing guys around and, and making tackles there. So that aspect of it is really, really disappointing. You wonder why they don't run the ball. It's they, they do not sustain any blocks at the point of attack. They just have not. And I think you missed that with Steele with him and that ability to kind of get things sealed off so they could at least cut the ball. They have no ability to even cut the ball anymore. And that's I think that's killing them a little bit in the running game uh, right now. I thought the protection was okay. Your quarterback just didn't wasn't very accurate. I don't think he saw the field particularly well yesterday. The receivers clearly weren't open. They, they just could not get any separation on the outside. They doubled Lamb a couple of different times. That forced Dak to have to throw the ball to other people. Gallup doesn't look really comfortable catching the ball. Brown doesn't look comfortable catching the ball. So yeah, I mean you got a lot of issues on that offense right now. That's kind of a a little bit of a problem there for you. Me personally, I don't really know how to feel right now. Like I keep going back and forth. And McCarthy mentioned uh, he he took the blame on himself and said, you know, I put it on me, and we just need to practice better. So it comes down, you would say, preparation. But I still have a problem with that because you can talk about preparation and then come out and play like crap first half. But how are you not able to do absolutely anything in the second half, adjust whatever during halftime, regroup, do what you need to come out and do something that's better than what you've been doing in the first half? So that and that's remembering like Washington wasn't even doing a whole lot. Like if Washington should have had way more score, more points on the scoreboard than yeah. they did. They didn't even take advantage of every mistake. Uh, mistake that Dallas did. So they were in the red zone five times, by the way. Yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, yeah. and and then I think it was like ten times that the Cowboys went three and out. That's it was ridiculous. Eleven. <laughs> 11 oh yeah. it wasn't. That, good. N- yeah. That's embarrassing. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous that you were so inefficient. Like nothing. You, you, it, it was embarrassing, and everybody keeps saying this was an embarrassing game. And the thing is, you go back to other games where they've lost. Or even one, and they even times that they play bad, they come out and do something that gives you some kind of hope. You're like, well, they were able to do this, or maybe you know, in the second half they were able to start moving the ball, and nothing was working. The running game was absolutely gone, which is one of my main concerns going into next week. It's like uh, it's completely, and that's now how many games are we on now Four. where they haven't been able to? Well, the, la- run the last the ball. three. I mean, when you look at when you look at it, though, they didn't run the ball against Philadelphia. Surely against Tennessee, you didn't run the ball, and then this last week, you've played three teams in a row that are not going to let you run the ball. And by the way, you got one coming up. Yeah. that's not going to let you run the ball. Yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. that's a big concern of mine, and it, we'll see. And, and, and you know, part of me, I'm like, okay, this. In a way, I, I know I hate to say this. I'm not happy or glad to see them lose or anything like that. But in a way, it makes me have a little bit more hope that they will prepare a lot better for this week. They're, they're, they're going to be mad and upset and just the preparation-wise. They're going to be more upset at how this 
game one because if if it was like one of those games where they kind of play good bad but then they end up with the win it's like okay well they still managed to win but the fact that they were so embarrassed by the way they played against a team like Washington against that quarterback and still the defense wasn't able to give you as much as you and I'm sorry Brian the quarterback I mean he wasn't that great at instance like it you know it I've seen plays, and he did a couple of things, but at the end of the day, he was still making mistakes, and the Cowboys' defense wasn't able to take advantage of that either, and the the pressure wasn't there. Um, so it's just I expected a lot more. Well, you know, I think the thing about it is, I mean, I, I think really the key here, they weren't prepared. And to me, the preparation also showed itself in the, the fact that there were so many just mistakes unforced errors. You got the punter dropping the ball. You got muff punts. You've got pick bad, six. Bad snap you on got, the miss extra yeah, point. There, yeah. there's, just, there's just all these things that to me, what, what it represented for me, Nick, you talk about it all the time. What were you doing on Wednesday and Thursday? And it, it felt to me like this team on Wednesday and Thursday of last week felt like, oh, of course we're going to win this game. And, and CD even said it after the game. He was like, we all win this game thinking we were going to win. And we didn't show up and play like that. And so it, it says to me they felt like, well, Washington isn't playing a lot of their guys, so we should be able to roll the ball out there, get a couple scores, wrap it all up, and head on to the bus and head off into the playoffs. And that's not what Washington planned to do. Washington came out, gave them their best effort, and Dallas, on the flip side, was not prepared. And that's how you get a game like what we saw yesterday. Well, the, the Commanders lost their playoff shot the week before because right. they played like Dallas played against the Browns. Mm-hmm. And then you yeah. know they made a switch at quarterback, and that killed them. And that you know they they totally you know lost everything there as far as that goes. But you know the thing about it is you know the, the league as a whole went through the whole thing with the the Hamlin thing. Those players all went through that. And some teams handled that obviously pretty well, getting through it, and other teams didn't. And, and I'm not using that as an excuse, but you just don't know. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not out there on the practice field. I'm not in there every day in the locker room and listening to the players talk about it. And maybe they got affected by it. Maybe, like you said, the CD felt like that, hey, we just kind of can roll our helmet out there and play. But, you know, they, 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 they just – for a team that the intent was to go try and win the game, if your intent's to go try and win the game and you play like that, you're you're going to get beat in the playoffs in the first mm-hmm. round. If your intent now, it's one thing if you rest everybody and say, okay, we're not going to play, and you lose the game. But man, for them to have the intent going in that they were going to try and win this football game and play like that, that's that's a big indictment on this football team. Nick, yesterday after the game, you were in the locker room. Amber, you were in the locker room as well. What do you think was the mood of this team? What would you call? How would you characterize the mood of the team in the locker room post game? Just you know, in general, how, it, how was, it, what was the mood? It definitely was like a a frustrating loss. It wasn't like, well, all right, you know, let's let's get past this and get on to the season. It was more like, what was that? You know, and and you know, as I said on the radio this morning, like that's. A, I mean, shocker, but that's a, that's a, one of the worst locker rooms, you know, and, and yeah. it's not – it's never good. You know, it's it's crammed in there, and it's not big enough for an NFL team. Um, but but it's, so it's never a good mood, win or lose, in, in that locker room. And so, you know, it, it was just one of those that I think that it was it was so – it was such a crappy game for them. Um, you're just trying to figure out what, what was going on. And I bet the players are confused, you know? I mean, because were they – 
were they really trying to win? I mean, because think about it. You can say you're trying to win, but Terry McLaurin had caught like two passes against this team in like three games. Like he doesn't catch passes in, against the Cowboys, against Diggs. So why is Diggs not on him? Mm-hmm. If Diggs isn't on him, then are you just trying to throw Trayvon Mullen out there to see if he can play, just see something? You know, there were some times, third and five, we third talked about five, that. Third and five, that was Third and five, just a real First run, series. run up the middle to Pollard. Yeah. Here's another one. Fourth and inches, Dak is, is the guy that's supposed to be, like, hurry up to the line. When has Pollard pushed anyone? Like, is Pollard going to be the guy that give Dak some, 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 you know, it just, there was just different combinations of, of lineups that you're just thinking, okay, you say you wanted to win, but you oh, didn't Oh, no, you, do. You, you make a good point because with the, with the score 13-6 to 6 in the second half, you're, you're looking at Mullen playing left corner. Yeah. You know, you're looking, at, you're looking at a lot of different guys. They played three different corners yesterday, three different left corners yesterday is what they did. But that's the part that doesn't make sense to me. Let's assume for a second that maybe they were trying out new things, they were trying mm-hmm. to do the, all, all these whatever, just figuring stuff out. It, to me, I would rather say if you're going to do that, then just say, hey, we're not worried about whatever's going to happen with the division. We'd rather just sit our guys and rest some of our guys. And you could test out all those yeah. guys, those other guys, as much as you want. You can run third and five with Malik Davis as much as you want on, yeah. on you know, up the middle. Like I, th- that doesn't matter. You would have at least had the benefit of taking some guys who maybe needed some rest, like a Michael Parsons, and giving them some rest. If you're going to play everybody, yeah. then play the freaking game, right? Yeah. See, the thing, I think Greg Olson made a really good point, and I know in the press box, you guys don't get to hear the audio. Greg Olson said, he goes, it's now become a point with the way this game has gone that you might have made it worse. That by you know by playing your guys the way you did and trying and, and keeping Dak in there and keeping CD keeping everybody in there, that you might have made it worse. You might have created even more doubt, more problems. You think the Giants have that? Like the, no, they the, don't. You know, but the thing about it is what's what really sucks <laughs> is that Giants game turned into a six point game. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden you're kind of going, "Oh, please, is this is this?" Because Hertz started getting hit in the game, mm-hmm. and he clearly was not. They're not the same when he's getting hit, and so now you're sitting there thinking, "Oh, if the Giants somehow pull this thing out, and you're messing <laughs> yeah. around and 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 just getting oh, beat, that would hurt." That's what I'm saying, and so to me, I I agree with what Nick's saying. Where was the intent of going out there and winning this football game? You know, it 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 looked like to me you were out there with the intent of winning a game, and they they just beat you up. I mean, they controlled the they controlled the line of scrimmage. They let a rookie quarterback make a few plays. First plus he ever throws in his career. It's a touchdown. You know, <laughs> he throws he throws he throws a bomb on a backup corner, a backup backup corner for thirty something yards to McLaurin, or more than that down the sidelines. You know, so I mean, where was the, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think Nick is on to something like, where were you in this game? Yeah. Were you, were half of you trying to play? Like, it looked like that Osa Odigizua and Armstrong were like interested in playing football right, yesterday. Right. And everybody else was kind of interested, Damone Clark and all. You're not in bar. You're, you didn't look like you were ready to play football mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And I mean, that, the, football's and, not a sport where you can play no, half in. No. And that's yeah. the thing about it is, you know, you watch these receivers and the routes and who's open and who's not open and who's, you know, it, it's just, you know, it's disappointing. That, that part of it was that you just go out there and, 
I didn't know what the the mission I thought was to try and go win a football game and see what happens with the New York Philadelphia game. But no, nah, that, that wasn't that wasn't see, the not, mission. They're just trying to fool us, you know. They're just trying to fool Tampa and come out next <laughs> week and punch them in the mouth. Uh, no, you know, one thing that I thought was interesting that Micah said was, I guess him realizing and, and him saying, you know, you're you got to take advantage. I forgot the exact quote he said, but basically, you got to take advantage of the now, like. He realizes, he's starting to notice, like, he's not going to stay young. He's starting to feel it in, in his body. He's not going to stay young. And the time is now. And you got to look at yourself in the mirror and, and figure out exactly what it is that you want as a team and as an individual as well. So it's – there's literally zero positive of that came out of this game. I don't know a single – who would you say – of a single person that had a good game. Well, the two that I watched it that like a Osa and Osa and 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 then Armstrong. They were they I were mean, into they were into playing their game yesterday. You have a yeah. quiet 11 tackles for in, for in Golston, Golston too. Yeah. Like I didn't think I yeah. didn't know that was on the radar of 11. Yeah. I think the the only positive is if Deron Bland is pretty good, yeah. you know, and, and I think he'll be fine. Then that that you know, that was one of them because you're playing the game. You're hoping you don't have any further injuries for this week because you got to turn around and play a physical, yeah. you know, the physical team against um, Tampa. So and at the same time, you're hoping that those guys that you've been missing, Hankins, LVE, Biotish, you're hoping that they're getting healthier so that you might have them right back. down the middle. <laughs> yeah, you're hoping you get those guys back because you're going to need them. You're going to need them yeah, for this playoff I mean, game. You definitely need uh, Hankins and 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 Layton. I think that, that well, that, that's Biotish as much too. I think. Yeah, too. I think sure. too. You need yeah. to get this offensive line back to what yeah. it was and not what it is right currently. The last couple of games, which is almost that's the weird part for me because I actually thought once they had this injury and they kind of had this new lineup out there, I was like. Man, this lineup, it's hard to believe you're going to have three Hall of Famers on an offensive line yeah. and they won't be at least as good, but they're not. Right there, now, there they're, not, they're not. There's not much cohesion between Smith, uh, Tyron Smith, and Martin when it comes to run blocking. The the fourth and one play, we saw this with Dak, the quarterback sneak mm-hmm. kind of into the game. I mean, I, don't, I think it was Sweat. I mean, he just he just basically yeah, he knocked yeah. Tyron back. Yeah, and I haven't seen the, that happen much in his not career. Not the same. Ever. Not the same player. Yeah. Not the same player out there playing tackle. And the, you know, there was a couple of times where the quickness got him. You know, he was late to get out. And it might be because you're playing a road game and stuff like that. It's like a, a lot of Dallas fans there. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't too loud. But same with yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy that that. That guy, I, I think we're we're starting to see the. I think we're starting to see the end. Mm-hmm. I think we're starting to see the end. You know, of a guy that, and I really believe that. I thought they would be more powerful over there and better. They, in pass protection wise, I think that they do some better things. But they miss Steele as a run blocker. Yeah, they really, really do. All right, we're going to take our first break. We're going to come back. We'll dive a little deeper into this game. See if there's some things we can kind of take from it. We'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. 
What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. It's playoff week, and the Cowboys Nation needs you. Show your team pride and support this postseason with the best gear in the league. Head to the nearest pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com, a fanatics experience. And let's get rowdy. Let's go. Second segment of the break live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment brought to you by blockchain.com. Let's. Speaking uh, of rowdy, you think maybe I'm. It's not really rowdy, but do you think maybe I'm the reason that they played like I that? I think so. Tuddy, right now, Tuddy bad luck? Cowboys I, I, are officially 0-1 when I against Tuddy. When I high-five the mascot of yeah. the other team. That, that couldn't help. We got into so many different <laughs> little... I thought that was so hilarious. <laughs> that well, made my when day. When we first saw him, we first saw him, it was like, He was Nick, coming right at Tuddy. I started yelling and then, at him. And then, no, Nick, he's walking across the field. Yeah. Nick's like, so Tuddy! Excited. Yo, Tuddy! And Tuddy didn't pay attention to him. And then Tuddy's coming back, and Nick's like, so, what's up? And then he's like, he's like right he was his me. whole old friend, <laughs> and comes rolling over to Nick, high five, let's get a picture, and the whole thing. That was awesome. You know, the that worst was part awesome, is the, the poor <laughs> guy <laughs> inside there, every time he walks or something, he keeps having to readjust his belly. Like, Such he's picking boy. up his Such belly and, like, form. readjusting. It's so bad. It's like, so he, bad. It's like he's... Like he walks around with like an inner tube. Yeah. Like, like, well, but they just kind of, it's almost like they stuff him the with bottom. like cotton or something, but it keeps falling. So he's having to kind of pull his <laughs> belly up. Yeah. It's, he's probably it's the most so... fit guy there is. That yeah. was, yeah. He, it's he just, that was oh, those, those, those mascots have to be in great shape. Yeah. They really do. Hot. Yeah. The, uh, that's kind of the only thing that was wrong with their team yesterday, though. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Everything <laughs> yeah. else worked you, out for them. You were the mascot with trying to get everything right yesterday. <laughs> everything else worked for them yesterday. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So take that win. He All was, right, so it wasn't the fattest one in that picture either. <laughs> no, don't do that. It's close. It's it 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 borderline. It's close. Not fair. But they did You're get, much what, older. two tutties? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three? Yeah. Was it three? It was like... Dak was like, oh, no, no, seriously. I'm throwing it at you. Are you not going to catch it? Here, here, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> run it again. There you go. The fr- guys, you, run this guys, back. That wasn't good enough. Have you guys found any logic on that play? 
Yeah, the first the first one that was a miss, he was trying to throw it. He was just trying to like he was throwing off his back foot, and it was like he was trying to just throw it, maybe to throw it away, and it ended up out there. And like you know, he, Dak's always going to try and make a play. That's Dak off back foot trying to throw. <laughs> that second one is though they're playing what they call that cover two look with the two. This corner just squats. The corner. This quarter's responsibility is the flat. If the if you run a route to the flat, that's that's his play. Ball's right there. That's I mean that's just you know that's, that's cover two. Look. You know, and I put that in as a five plays to remember. I mean, mm-hmm. this is one that Dak probably would have liked the first guy to catch. He intercepts yeah. the ball. Yeah. You like to think you'd like to think Gallup touches him at the twenty two yard line. Then what? They've already thrown a pick. Sly can't make a field goal at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, would they have even scored? You know, I mean, it was it, but I, I the second one, the second one was I just don't know why you would run an out into a cover two look with a guy just squatted down there and yeah. short of the sticks, right? Yeah, it was third. Yeah, it was third. It was third and five. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. But I still think it was it was right at the sticks. I don't. Oh no, that's the, the like to say he just he said we're going to try and throw this ball to the sideline to Noah Brown and hope for the best. You know, and the thing about it is, you know, it's funny with this, these receivers and stuff. Even 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 T. Y. Hilton had what yeah. a couple of drops. I mean, the the second yeah. one, the long one down the sidelines, he got his hands on it. You know, we've seen him make long plays like that before. But the one inside that he dropped, I mean, hit him right. That was in just the, a clear drop. Just hit him yeah. right in you the know. hands. Yeah. I mean, you're like, okay, so your quarterback's not playing great, and you're dropping balls, and you're not getting open, and he's kind of throwing it to the other team, and you know, it's just. Ugh. I, I, I like this guy as a person. I really do. Who? But Michael T-Y? Gallup. Oh. But he his is demeanor is, so is on and off sometimes. I mean, he's there's been things he's kind of said in the past where you, you just think, you know, the fire, the dog. It's like, it's not always there. Sometimes he makes some great plays, and then sometimes it's just kind of whatever, you know? And, and that's... I, I think that's he is he is well, not necessarily your typical number two receiver, and and he's getting paid like it. Yeah. But I I, th- I think they need more from him. They really do. They a need, lot especially more. Especially you got a guy getting 107 catches on the other side. Yeah. I mean, I agree. see the the thing about it too is like with him, it's just every time it's just like even the slants and stuff, it's just bad body position. You know, you're, it's like he gets caught between do I want to cradle this thing or do I want to catch it. And as the ball gets closer, it, it just makes him kind of do weird things with his body to try and, you know, you're like, oh, it's just not in a good position to catch the ball. And the, I, the, I'll tell you, there was one, you remember third down play, it's like a third and long play, where they throw the ball in the middle of the field to Noah Brown, and he's like, gets just crushed. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not even close. Mm-hmm. And this is Doc. This is this is what you learn about Doc. He loves Noah Brown. That's what I'm saying. No, he, Noah Brown. He's going to throw it into the teeth of just disaster. Right. But you've got Lamb and and also like Schultz standing there, and you throw it to them. It's a it's going to be a 12 yard gain in a first down. And you're wondering like, bro, you, you had it right here. I mean, and this is where Doc I think gets in trouble. I think it's like predetermined. I'm going to fit the ball here, and I'm not going to look at here, and I'm not going to look at here. And you can see during the game that Ceedee Lamb's like looking at him, like palms up, like, "Whoa!" There was one time or two, throw another ball where it goes in, inside, and they run a double move with Lamb. And if if Dak just hangs with, it just lets him clear. It's going to be a huge play, and he just he's like, "Nah, I'm going to throw it over here." 
you know, and and the play's designed to to and they get the get, get what they want, mm-hmm. but he doesn't throw it to where you know if he throws it far enough to the out, it's a big play. So what do you think? What do you guys think is happening with Dak? Because I don't this think is, he's this, the thing about Dak is the turnovers let's, are, are let's be freaking honest. him out. They I are, think. but yeah. let's be honest. There have also been some games here in December where he has played really really great football. I, there have been some games where it's like. What the heck was that? And yeah. then obviously to see a game like yesterday where nothing went right. Like he just had probably his worst performance, as you said, Nick, since the way he started the season against Tampa. Was he Bay. bad against Houston in that game for up until like for fifty eight minutes? The Houston game, we weren't very good, right? No. I mean, no. I mean that's what I'm saying. No, it's been kind of up and down. It's been up and down. So what what do you guys think is going on with Dak at this point? I uh... I just I mean, I want to, well, the, the turnovers I think are huge just because I think it's reckless. I think there's just some, re- I mean, ball clanging off guys, not his fault. But every time it happens, we're standing at the podium saying, I need to do better. I need to do better. And then we get the fans calling in on our show last night on the postgame show going, why is it the same speech? Mm-hmm. Tell me you, you tell me every week you're doing better and you're not doing better. You're still making some of the same mistakes. I don't think he sees the field all the time. I think he gets fooled. I think he gets in the games and thinks, I can throw it there, and he gets fooled on the coverage. I really do. I don't think he sees the secondary all, all the time, and 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 it comes and goes, which is maddening. Yeah. Because the throw he made for the touchdown yeah. was a great read. Yep. He knew exactly the spacing between the corner and then what was going on in the middle of the field, and 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 Lamb ran a great route and stopped, and he fired it in there, and you're going, ha! He saw. It. I think that is the yeah. one spot in that press box where we were like, great view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Literally, you're seeing it from the it, end zone. It and you like, said it immediately after. You're like, that was a, that was that was a that good throw. Was a good like he hadn't done one all that's day. That's the you. thing. Yeah. That's the yeah. that's the thing that's maddening about him is that you see you see a throw that he made. Maybe one of the greatest throws I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of them. The Giants game at the Meadowlands in the season. The Cole Beasley across yep. the back of the end zone. One of the greatest throws I've ever seen in the end zone in my life. I mean, just the way he threw that ball, and you're like. That's it. That's what he he can do. And then he does stuff where he throws on on that out and things, or he doesn't see, and you're going, why? Wait, what are you you, doing, wait, man? you saw that. Why didn't you see that? You know, and that I think that's the thing that's the it's the inconsistency about how he sees things and how he reacts yeah. to things and how he executes and how he throws the ball. You know, his rookie year he wasn't throwing interceptions. He didn't have to. Uh, Zeke was rushing for sixteen hundred yards yep. and, and he had a lot of help. That offensive line was 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 protecting him and it was at a point where he could kind of throw it to the right guy and, and all that. And and I just think now, you know, they're not running the football very well. And the routes aren't great either and now. And the receivers aren't, yeah. aren't as good. Yeah. So, so are we all right back to the same conversation we started with, which is without Amari Cooper, they just don't well, have enough help. at wide receivers. I just wish T.Y. Hilton wouldn't have dropped those balls yesterday because I'm, I'm the guy championing T.Y. Hilton making plays. And we've seen him make plays. I worry about Gallup. And I worry about now Noah Brown. I, don't, I think it's like when, when you don't have some success – Catching the ball and Gallup, I mean, he hasn't had great success this year catching the ball. Mm-hmm. I think he's fighting that thing right now, and the quarterback's trying to help him. But sometimes the ball's here, sometimes it's low, sometimes it's you know. Yeah. He threw a ball to Schultz across the field, and Schultz had to kind yeah. of you know. Yeah. Schultz is like throws his hands behind him. 
Put it in front of him. Yeah. You know, and, and, but I get it. You don't probably have a lot of confidence that Jason Peters is going to hold up over here at left tackle. So I've got to kind of throw the ball that way. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's just, there's so many things going on. And this offense is good and it can score points and it can look great. But when they look bad, they look really bad. <laughs> oh, really, we talk about we talk really about swings bad. from one end to oh the other. Oh my god! Like, there's only one other team I think of right now that's in the playoffs that's worse than Dallas at that, and that's Minnesota. Like, Minnesota yeah. can be really great; they yeah. can also be extremely bad. Yeah. I don't think Dallas is that bad yet, but certainly, like, they're on that trajectory of when they're good, they're good. When they're bad. Man, it can be just a really, really poor performance. All right, we're going to take our – go ahead. I was going to say, I think the fact that they've been winning games has affected kind of their mentality and the way they attack things. That's why you get Dak at the podium every time saying, well, we're going to keep being aggressive. And I'm taking away, obviously, those two last losses, you know, this one and then the one in in Jacksonville. But in general, every game, it's been a trend where he turns over the ball – and then you go into, after the game, questioning, oh, here we go again, the interceptions, blah, blah. And in every game, he has made one or two or three oh, plays no that are, like, really good passes. And you're like, okay, well, that's why you keep trying to be aggressive. And at the end of the game, you, you guys manage and find a way to win. So I think that has affected the whole and, – and I'm just trying to look for a reasoning because, like you said, Brian – we hear the same speech, speech every game, and it doesn't change. And they don't go out saying, you know, we're going to be more careful with the ball or anything. It's not. We're going to work at it, try to clean up, but we're going to stay aggressive and be aggressive. So we'll see how they start changing the game plan. And I don't I don't know if – can I have – can I ask a question before yeah, sure. we go to break? I was going to ask, back to the Michael Gallup thing, do we feel that we're past the whole injury thing to where now he's just flat out not producing how he should be? Because I feel like at the beginning of the season, we were kind of cutting him some slack yeah. because of the injury and him coming back. With that, let's take a quick yeah. break. We'll yeah. come back. We'll answer that Good question. Geez. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. 
The Bank of America Community Homeownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. Country Music's Party of the Year is coming to Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. The Academy of Country Music Awards, the CMAs, are always bringing you country's brightest stars together under one roof. No one does country like Texas. Witness history on May 11th. Get your tickets at geek.com. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Amber posed a question just before the break. Uh, the question was, are we through past the injury uh, for Michael Gallup? Is part of what we're seeing a result of the fact that he just isn't completely back from from his injury and recovering from it. I think that would be a really convenient thing to say. I think that you know there was some probably early in the season he didn't want to play in that game, uh, the Monday night game in New York. I really do think that he was like, listen, let me have one more week, let me get this thing you know in my mind right and all that. I think that very early in the season he struggled with that. And I don't think the Cowboys wanted him to play in that game. There's a lot of history on that turf. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bat. It's a bat. You're absolutely right so about that. So I think that. it's a combination of yeah. all it takes is one person putting it in your head, yeah. or what other, and then it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, I mean, just visiting but, with people like you guys do, it, it was not, it was not a game. But I think we're past that point. I do too. I, I think we're past that, and and you know, I mean, there, the, he's just um, he's inconsistent. I mean, because there are some mm-hmm. times he makes some great catches. I mean, if you're throwing the ball on the sideline. I, I think I wanted to go to him more than any other player, but he's just it's I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. It's just not always there. And that's what a number two receiver probably is. If you look around the league at all number two receivers, do they have the ability to go for one forty and two touchdowns? Yes. Do they also can can they go one for four four yards and, and, and not, you know, and maybe four or five targets that incomplete? Yeah. That's what a number two does. Or you'd be a number one. So I, I think all number two receivers are pretty inconsistent with you know they, their highs and lows. I mean, and they you want them to be somewhere in between. What has been his high? What would you say is his high this season? Has he had a high game? He's made, like, yeah, I mean, Jamar, yards. I'm just saying in general, high, like a game you look plays. at and you're like, man, he was the difference here. Too high. Well, I mean, plays that he's made. I remember the play. I think it was against the Colts where Dak sprints to his right. He's a stationary receiver in the middle of the field, and he takes off running with Dak, yep. and he throws in the ball, and then he skirts in. And I think Touchdown. that was against yep. the Colts. He had a play against the Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles. in the corner at the pylon. Yeah. Nick's right about that. Sideline plays where it's not a contested, but it's all about him kind of getting hands to body to ball to toes. 63. Yeah. I mean, those are, those are all – those. 63. Yeah. That's his best. Five catches, sixty-three against the uh, Giants on Thanksgiving, and which that wasn't really that memorable. No. You know what? I'm really, really pissed right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this lady, is what I was waiting for. A lady should not be using the word pissed, but I am. And the thing is, you know what bothers me is why are we talking about the wide receiver group right now at this point of the year when this is exactly the conversation we were having at training camp? These were issues. And we've had up and ups and downs with the wide receiver group. I think Noah Brown did a really, really good job yeah. during his time with Cooper Rush and all that. And that was working. So there were times where you thought, okay, 
they're doing okay enough enough to get you by because also how the defense was playing for you. Now that's not the case. Now you n- need the offense to play a lot better than what the defense is helping you with. And now, even though they got T.Y. Hilton and he's shown some things, it's still not there yet. Not there as a group at the wide receiver position. And it's just, that's, it makes me mad that we're literally, at the time where you think you should have most of everything figured out, you don't. And we're going headed to Tampa Bay next week. Here, kind of saying, well, Michael Gallup hasn't been the guy that he needs to be. And, well, now you're throwing passes at Noah Brown, who, according to Nick, is the best uh, volleyball player in the United States. But Hendershot's giving him a run. Hendershot, yeah, they're competing (laughs) for who plays volleyball better. Diggs, I mean, (laughs) what about him? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. No, but it's... It's just upsetting when we have seen this, and this is a topic of conversation since training camp, and here we are sitting at the end of the season, heading into the playoffs, still kind of having this conversation. And I love what T.Y. Hilton has done since the moment he, he got here, but it's not to the... He's not there every play. Like, it's not to the point where... Now that's your guy, and you're well, fully might, giving that responsibility to him just yet. If you feel better about T.Y. Hilton than you do Gallup, then you probably need switch it. You probably need more reps from T.Y. Yeah. Hilton. Which, by the way, I do expect in the playoffs. I do he too. He will get more reps. I you do look too. at last week's game. Last week's game, he was a guy that they yeah. were relying on on yeah. third downs, particularly. Oh, yeah. So I expect in the playoffs, you're going to see a lot more I, of that with CD. Yeah. Have you Have you guys thought about with the playoffs here? What about like Odell? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know what? I, with about a minute a and 45 seconds. Let me ask you this. With about a minute and 45 more, seconds left in the show, you really just dropped that out there. More, you want to ask Jerry? Yeah. yeah, tomorrow, and maybe he'll be asked about it. More concerned about the cornerback situation, the wide receiver situation. Corner. Cornerback, no Corner. doubt. It's Corner not even because, close. Because, like you said, they'll find those bad players. Yep. yep. If you there. can exploit them. And Mike Mike Evans, I mean. The quality, the, the quality they've tried to fix the cornerback spot. They've brought every corner that's been on the street they've brought in you know we'll see what happens with Xavier Rhodes my guys in the league tell me listen he's a he's a long player Dan likes those kind of guys he's a tough guy he can't run as well as he once did you know so now maybe you throw your situation out there he's a veteran guy George Edwards knows him from his days in Minnesota they've thrown everything I don't expect Mullen or any of these other guys to play anymore not to get too far into the matchups though this is where I look at Xavier Rhodes and say, can you put veteran against veteran? And go put him it, out yeah. there with yeah. Julio. Julio's a guy I, wor- I worry about in a playoff game because yeah. he hasn't been a guy that's been killing teams all season. Mm-hmm. But you get those kind of vets who just have that natural raw ability into Ooh. the playoffs. Like I start worrying a little bit about that, and I think Xavier, might that might be somebody you could put out there to, to handle him a little bit. Other than Tom Brady, of course. Um and even though he hasn't played great this year, he's still, I mean, he's still, he gets it done at the end. Um, and, and that's a credit to their defense. But the guy that, that worries me the most is Fournette to me. Running well, them. See, Tom, well, yeah, he, Tom Brady in week one didn't have to be Tom Brady. Leonard Fournette had 128 right. yards and it looked, yeah, and, and it was six yards a shot. And I still haven't seen the Cowboys consistently be able to stop the run. Yeah. Every time we think they may be getting a little better at it, they have a game think, where it just brings you right back to I it. Like, I don't Hankins think they can stop the run. And, and Leighton Van Der Esch are huge in this yep. game. They, they've got to come back and, and, well, and come back. And, and immediate comeback ready to play. And yeah. your, your quarterback has to, he, he played so badly against Tampa in week one. 
you know, I mean, and hopefully this— How was the pressure? Do you remember in that game? And I know the defense and even Tom Brady look very different than what they are now, but do you remember? Yeah, how I don't remember. I don't— I, I just still had about four false starts. He was that, awful that was, because that was the first week— The penalties week. were yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah, man. that was the first yeah. week that I remember thinking because people were going, well, they brought us your right because I was the guy that said— Oh, he's going to be a liability, and then he played like that in week one, and you're kind of like thinking, okay, maybe I wasn't so stupid. But now he played better since then. So, yeah, I mean, you got to go back. But what you got to do if you can watch the All 22, go watch Cincinnati, go watch the games that they like because they Cincinnati really disrupted the way Tampa's offense looked. So maybe that's something that Dallas can draw from in this uh, football game. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We'll be back on tomorrow. We'll start uh, kind of flipping the script a little bit here, but looking forward to the first playoff game. Cowboys travel to Tampa Bay. Till then for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, and Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!